Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 243. I don't know where I'm going, but I know how to get there. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi there. Welcome back to Changeable. I love this topic that we're going to talk about. I don't know where I'm going, but I know how to get there. So that statement feels like it totally describes and sums up how life feels to me, how it has for many years now. But but I didn't wouldn't have said it that way until I heard that in a book that I read called The Lion Tracker's Guide to Life by Boyd Vardy. I don't know where I'm going, but I know how to get there. So the book, and I'm going to read you something that I wrote about it, but the book is essentially about tracking animals out in Africa and following the next track, you know, following the scent that's right under your nose without having any clue where it's really going to lead you. But how could you know where it's going to lead you? You just follow the track that's right under your nose. Duh. I mean, that's all we can ever do. And and he talks about this not only, obviously, with tracking animals on safari, but in all of life. I think, of course, we don't know where where we're going. Of course, we don't. When we think we know where we're going, we're wrong. <laughs> we're making it up. Now, we might happen to be right. You know, you might think, oh, where I'm headed is a promotion in my job and I'm going to do these five things and that's going to all lead me to my promotion. And you might do those five things and you might get the promotion, but that doesn't mean that you knew where you were going. It just means that you had some thoughts and ideas and did some things and then, you know, it happened to work out that you got the outcome that you expected to get. That doesn't, doesn't mean that you knew. And I don't think we ever, ever know, but again, sometimes we think we know, Sometimes we know we don't know, (laughs) but when we think we know where we're going and that we need to know where we're going, it can be a little bit of a struggle sometimes. It's not all bad. It's great. I love, I love when people play with goals and intentions and directions and all of that. Sometimes I do a little of that myself. Um, Not all that much, but I don't think there's a thing in the world wrong with it. Sometimes it feels really great. It's just so good to know that we really don't know, that we're just playing with ideas. And playing with ideas is wonderful, but it's playing with ideas. It's not actually knowing where we're going. But despite the fact that we can't ever really know where we're going, I do feel like we can know how to get there. And that's so much more of what this work and these conversations that we have in the podcast and that's so much more of what that's pointing to. I have no clue what's going to show up or what I even want to show up or what should show up or any of those ideas. But I know, I know how to listen to life. You know, I know, I know what my feelings are showing me. I know that my feelings are showing me that there's a massive gap when I'm uncomfortable anyway, a massive gap between what the reality my mind is painting and the, and the bigger truth of things. And when I feel great, I know that there's less of a gap. 
and I know how to lean into what's arising. And I know that when I lean into what's arising, when I'm here in anything that's showing up, even if my mind hates it and is saying it's wrong and it shouldn't be happening, and I'm just open to it and I'm curious about it and I'm leaning into it, I know that that's getting, that's, that's just me being in life. In a sense, I know how to get there. I don't know where, what there is. I have no clue what there is. But I know how to be in and with and as life in a way that just feels aligned and isn't fighting. It feels welcoming and, and okay with, with what is, even when you don't feel okay with what is. So when I read this book, um, I wrote something about it, which I'm going to read just because it gives a little context and then I'll, I'll speak more about this idea. So this is what I recently wrote for the blog um, after I read the book. It says, I recently read The Lion Tracker's Guide to Life by Boyd Vardy. Trackers find a first track that piques their interest and follow it until they can't anymore. Sometimes they lose the track or the, tra- the track simply stops. When that happens, they find another first track and follow that one until they can't anymore. They don't know where they're headed. They don't know where the lion is or where, where they will end up, but they know exactly how to get to where they're going. Follow the track in front of them until they can't anymore. When they can't anymore, their interest leads them to another track to follow. Isn't this all we're ever doing? We follow a track based on desire or what makes sense, then we lose the track, usually feel a bit lost and uncertain, and then, and then another track appears. At a particular point in my life, I constantly heard questions like, where do you see yourself in six months? What do you want your life to look like in 10 years? I never had any clue. I still have absolutely no clue. I don't have a vision of myself in some specified time in the future, at least not one that occurs to me to move toward. It feels more like I just followed the fresh track that's right in front of me. I used to think there was something wrong with me for not having a vision the way others seem to. Now I know it's not a problem. I'm just doing it the lion tracker's way. Maybe you are too. Life lives us in this way in real time. We don't know where we're going and we don't need to, but we know how to get there. So, ah, oh, I just loved it. I loved reading that statement. And in the book, Boyd Vardy says that statement over and over. I don't know where, I go, where I'm going, but I know how to get there. And, and it's like, yes, that's exactly how it feels and what I've been trying to share. And just a little side story about Boyd and this whole Lion Tracker thing. It's kind of a random story, but, um, but we have a bit of a connection. So Boyd probably does not know me at all, but, um, Back in, I guess it would have been 2008, I was a Martha Beck master coach, or maybe I was in my master coach training at that point. And there was this contest that she ran, so old, this contest that she ran where she, and, and again, 2008, okay, this is a long time ago. And I think, I think the point was to get something on YouTube because this new, this new website called YouTube, it played these videos and then it kind of got attention and people were still figuring it out. You can Google it. I might be kind of wrong on my dates, but I'm pretty sure that in 2008, YouTube was not, you know, all that well established. So, um, so Martha Beck ran this contest for somebody to make a video of being the, the world's worst life coach. 
And so you had to just be creative and do some kind of skit and like put yourself out there as the absolute worst life coach in the world. And then whichever one was most funny was going to win. And Martha was going to share it on her YouTube channel because we were testing out this YouTube thing to see what it does for people. If anyone watches these crazy videos. So I, um, I got my little sister who I don't even know how old she would have been. She was like maybe a teenager at the time. Um, got my little sister to be my client. And we did this whole skit where I was pretending to be the world's worst life coach. And so I don't remember exactly, but you know, she would say something and I would like interrupt her and I would give her all this horrible advice. And, and I was like, you know, kind of like the Bob Newhart skit, like snap out of it. And, and it just, it was really, really bad intentionally. And it won. And so the prize, Martha was going to play this on her YouTube channel, which did nothing for me. Um, but the pri- the prize to me was that I got to have this private call with Martha. So in this call with Martha, we talked about my business and my coaching and all kinds of stuff. And she invited me to go on safari with her. She was leading these safaris. They were called star retreats, I think, um, that that included like life coaching and just, you know, listening to your intuition and tracking and all of this kind of stuff that that we're talking about. And I think she was hooked up with Boyd at that time. Maybe not, but she later did hook up with him and he's now a Martha Beck coach. And they have done these retreats together on safari where, um, you know, it's all about following, finding a track that piques your curiosity, piques your interest and just following that track until it stops. But not obviously not from your head. You don't know where you're going. You just know the feeling to follow to get there. You just know to be open to life. And really, that's all it is. It's not even following a feeling. It's just being open to what's arising, listening. It's really about listening, listening to yourself, listening to the track, listening to, the, to what's right in front of you, and just doing what makes sense without even doing it, really just being lived. I mean, it's just get the heck out of the way, get your mind out of the way and be lived and see what that leads to. And of course, it often leads to all kinds of amazing, mysterious things that we couldn't have predicted. So anyway, I was going to go on this safari and um, and my husband was going to come and everything. And then I got pregnant. Um, so we didn't ever do the safari, but that was a good thing because I hadn't been able to get pregnant. So it was all perfect. I was not that upset about missing the safari. Um, Anyway, that's my story. (laughs) So just like a month ago, I found this book by, and actually someone who's in the little school, big change this time around mentioned it to me. I knew that he was out there and I knew he had written some books, but I had never read them. And someone said, Oh, I'm reading this book, the lion tracker's guide to life. And it kind of sounds like what you teach. And I wonder if you've read it. And so I read it and it, I just really enjoyed it. It's very short. If you're interested, it's just kind of a fun book. Um, but that phrase, Oh, it, I just can't say enough about how it just jumped out at me so much. I don't know where I'm going, but I know how to get there. And you know, it this is this is how this is how it goes. Like and I can see this in so many areas. So when we're struggling with something, you you feel lost, caught up in a habit, anxiety, depression, whatever. Our mind of course is trying to find the way out. People start in the little school, a big change. And right away, of course, of course, it's like, 
how is this going to go? What does freedom look like? What's the path? But not just what's the track. So the track, let's just use the little school big change. The track is you show up, you watch the first video, you watch the second video, <laughs> you introduce yourself on the forum. I don't know, like you do what makes and not as a formula, but you take it a step at a time. You open your mind when I say, what if everything is perfect right now? It's just a series of misunderstandings that have us feeling like it's not perfect. You take that to heart. You open to that. You know, you're just responsive to what's showing up right here, right now, where your own common sense, where life is leading you, not where your mind says you should go, but where life is taking you. That's following the first track. And then the next track and the next track, and they're all first tracks. As Boyd says, you lose a track or you get off track and you just find another first track. So that's how it looks in that context. But of course, you're suffering, you're struggling, and you say, well, wait a minute, we only get five videos this week and I have to wait till Friday to get the next five. And, you know, can you tell me exactly how this is going to look and how long does it take? And our doubts and our fears are coming up. And again, that is just, I respect that and totally see it when it happens. And it's fine. It's fine. I'm not at all saying that's a wrong thing. It's kind of, inevitable in a sense, because our mind is just looking ahead, wanting to know where we're going. It's not okay with, I know how to get there. That doesn't feel like enough. Like, no, no, no. I don't care about, I know how to get there. I want to know where I'm going. But really think about that and sit with that. What if you don't need to know where you're going? What if all we ever need and what we always have without exception is how to get there? And all how to get there is, it's just doing what makes sense, opening to what's right in front of us. So I've seen this over and over when people feel so lost in habit. And again, their mind is bringing in, it's been this long and I had this setback and it's like, okay, I hear you. And none of that matters. None of it matters at all. All that matters is that you are looking in the direction that feels right right now. And then that you're looking in the direction of that feels right right now. And then that you're looking in the direction that feels right right now. Like that's it. That's it. We know how to get there. We just don't know what there looks like and when we arrive. But all of that goes away when you just follow the track. So with regard to welcoming what's arising, and leaning into feeling, which I know so many of you are playing with now and experimenting with. And I love that so much. I'm just hearing so much from people who have been really taking this to heart and, and bringing it into their lives. Oh my gosh, it's huge there. Because of course, a mind says, why? What's the, to what end? What is this doing for me? What is this going to look like? How do I know I'm doing it right? So we just hear all that. We feel all that. That's there when it's there. Of course it is. No, no surprise. No big deal. And then we know that that's all in the realm of where I'm going. You know, that's all the mind trying to tell you where you're going and what it's going to be like and why you're going there and all of that. And none of that really matters. All you do is you just feel what's showing up right now. That's it. 
and life pulls you through to the next step and the next step. And maybe the next step and the next step are just more feeling what's arising. They pretty much always are. It really doesn't get any more complicated. It's just that when we're fully in the energy that's arising and we're curious about it and we're welcoming it and we're looking at it, you just get pulled right through. And before you know it, something has shifted. Things have changed. You've seen things, but you didn't have to know that ahead of time. You just follow the hot track that's right under your nose, which is what's showing up. I mean, life is giving it to you. So isn't it nuts how we don't do that? Again, life is giving you exactly what you need every single moment of your entire life, but we don't like it. (laughs) We say, no, 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 life is wrong. This is what I need. I need this other thing or this other feeling. And then we wonder why why we're feeling stuck and why it feels like we're fighting against life. We are fighting against life. So what if life doesn't get it wrong? What if every single thing that arises is absolutely perfect arising to be seen, not rationalized away in every single moment forever and ever? That's easy. Now we're just following the track that's right there. And then sometimes you feel like you lose the track and that's okay. You get all caught up or you, you, you know, start fighting it or resisting or you feel like you can't handle it. No big deal. So you're off the track for a second and then you just find another track. It's really that simple. We don't know where we're going. We can't. It's literally impossible. But we totally know how to get there. We don't necessarily know that we know how to get there, but we do. And it's always about just being with what's here right now. So this also is a huge part of coaching. And it came up, I was with my coaches, I guess, two or three weeks ago now for our first, my coaches in training Um, such an amazing group. And we have these three three three-day trainings and other things in between, but we kick off our whole training with three days together in January. And, And I was just finishing this book when that was happening. So a huge part of how we coach and how change coaches learn to coach is just by listening and listening beyond someone's words. So not listening from our head and not listening to their head. Listening is us falling into this really deep space where we can hear beyond what's being said. And that's exactly what you do, apparently, when you're tracking a lion or a hyena or whatever you're tracking. You're not listening for the sounds, although when you're relaxed and in an open state of mind, I'm sure you're hearing all kinds of things. You're not like rigid, narrow vision, analyzing the tracks in front of you. You're seeing what's there. You're taking in all the sensory information and then you're just letting life move you forward with that. You're curious and it's exactly how we coach. We're listening from this deep place and and within us from that level of listening, we get to be insanely curious. It's just natural. You don't bring curiosity. It's just natural. When we're deeply listening and we're connected and we care, curiosity is all over the place. You're like, wow, tell me more about that. Or how does that, what does that look like to you? Or then what happened, you know? And and so that's all this coaching conversation is, is, is falling into deep listening and letting our curiosity guide the way, which is exactly what Boyd is talking about when you're tracking animals. We don't know where we're going when we're coaching. 
We have no idea. And if you do, it's not going to go well. So we talk about that too. (laughs) Often our mind thinks we know where we're going. Oh, I've seen this before. Yeah, uh, this is where they were last week. Here's where they are this week. You know, of course, our mind thinks it knows where it's going, but we know better. And we get really good at knowing better. We get more and more familiar with the fact that we don't know where this is going and we don't need it to go. We don't even want it to go any particular place. There's no bigger agenda like that at all. There's just staying right here in this moment in deep listening, following curiosity. We know how to get there. When we do that, that is exactly how we get there whatever there is. And it's amazing what this does for people, obviously. I mean, this coaching thing is incredibly effective, incredibly helpful. We have such a deep connection with people. We see things and know things and can point to things that our mind should not see or know. You know, the places we point are often exactly what someone needs to see. But we can't do that with our head. It's not an intellectual thing. We don't know where we're going. We don't really care where we go. We just know how to get there. And we just get there through our own listening and curiosity. It's always so um, moving to see these coaches, and especially in our first weekend, because, you know, it's most of them are totally brand new to this. They've never done it before. We're in a group of, you know, 25, 30 people. And and we're, they're watching me coach to start. But then we turn it over to them and they raise their hand to give this a shot, even though they're nervous and they don't know how to do it. They don't know where they're going and they only a little bit, you know, they're just practicing with with knowing how to get there. But I just love seeing people step up and do that. And and <clears throat> there was one or one of our very first demos that we did or exercises that we did where some of them were coaching one of them. So a couple of the trainees volunteered to coach another trainee. And it was so cool to see this one coach who stepped up right away. And, you know, the coach who was being coached, the client in our scenario, kind of just unloaded. She has this all this stuff going on and it's hard and confusing and she doesn't know what to make of it. And I just watched this brand new coach in training just listen and just follow the next track. And it it wasn't speeding ahead to any resolution. It was just like you know, she just looks like, looked like a animal tracker in those moments. Like, oh, so say more about that. What do you mean about this? How does that look to you? Have you ever thought about that? And it, and again, if our mind is like, okay, we only have 45 minutes here. Where are you going? It's a mess. And it looks like a mess and it feels like a mess to us and the client, but it's not like that at all. It's this beautiful, natural unfolding because our head isn't counting time or thinking we need to get somewhere. It's just trusting that we know how to get there. We know how to get there. We know how to get there, all of us. Whatever the heck there is, there's really like there is no there. But you know this. You know this. You're born doing it. It is intuitive. It is built into you. You could not erase this. You could not lose it, this skill and this ability. You know how to do this. It's just getting quiet and listening to life and doing what makes sense. One last thing I want to share. I was asked to be on a podcast. We haven't recorded it yet. Um, 
but I love the premise of this podcast. It's about the host is talking with people who have had the experience, which is everyone, I think, of of having a belief that looks absolutely solid and true and then having that belief change or fall away. And the and just what happens, like how a life can absolutely change or how things can look completely different when one little belief uh, it falls away. So I was reflecting for a long time, actually. <laughs> I was thinking about this for a couple months. Um, what's the, what am I going to talk about? What's my belief? What's, because there have been many, obviously, and I know there have been for all of us. What's the big belief I want to talk about? And it's something it's something along the lines of the belief that this is a little too narrow as I say it, but I need to make decisions. Like if there's a decision to be made or a, an action to be taken, or if you know something shows up, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure about that. Maybe I want to change this. That that, that just arises, the need for a choice or a decision or whatever arises. And it used to look like, okay, now I need to make that. (laughs) I need to choose. And I just can't say enough about how much things have changed, how much easier life is and better, how much better things go since seeing that I don't need to choose and I don't need to make the next decision, that it will show up as well. Just like the desire for it showed up, the resolution to it is going to show up. And I've spoken about this before. I think, um, I don't know, sometime in mid-2020, I did a whole episode on this because we had this around some travel plans. And it was like, do I move? Do I not move on it? Do I cancel? Do I wait it out? What do I do? And all of that, just seeing that is just the natural ping pong match that the mind plays. But knowing, okay, well, it's just just playing tennis with itself right now. There's nothing in that for me. Something's going to happen here. I'm going to cancel the trips or go on the trips or, you know, like something's going to happen. And it always works that way. Always works that way. And I love that. I mean, it's really one of the, one of the best things that I've ever seen, I really believe, because it just makes things so, so different. We ju- I just yesterday had an example of this, not a huge example, but um, I know I've spoken about this on the course and stuff. My husband and I are, are, really into like investing in property and um, being landlords. We're not really landlords. We have a service that does it, but we're super into this right now. We're just both love it and we're excited about it. So we're, we're looking at creative ways of purchasing houses and renting them out and, and so much to learn, which is not my wheelhouse about funding and just, you know, how loans and mortgages and all of these different things work. Um, And we had made an offer on a house and, the seller came back and and I was super excited about the offer. It was a below ask. We didn't offer them their full price, their full asking price. We offered them a little bit below. And I just felt really good about it. Like, oh, I would be so excited to get this house at this price. I hope they say yes. And they came back with a counter offer, which was in between, you know, their original ask and what we had said. And I just like, it's still a good deal. It's still all the numbers on the spreadsheet still work out if we go up to their counter offer. It, it really shouldn't make a big deal. But I just felt this kind of like, oh, we could still do it. We probably still should, not really should, but it still makes sense as a deal, whatever. 
but I just not as excited. <laughs> I was so excited at the thought of getting it at that lower price, you know? So, so we just, I just sat on it and we had a time limit. So they came back in the morning with their counter and we had until I think four o'clock that afternoon to respond. And, and I just sat on it. And in the past, I know it would have been like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And, and we definitely did throughout the day kind of look at each other like, are you clear yet? I'm not clear yet. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? But, but there wasn't a rush and there was not the misunderstanding or the illusion that we were going to make this choice. And I know that might sound a little weird, but it was just like, okay, at some point before four o'clock, I know something's going to happen. I don't need to rush it. I don't need to think more about it. It's, and, and there was thinking more about it and there was discussing it that happened. And there was even a little like pro and cons and going back to the, to the spreadsheet and all, all of that happened. But that didn't feel like I had to make that happen either. That was just like, oh, okay, here's part of the process. Here's how this, here's what's happening here on our way to this decision being made. We're re, re-crunching the numbers, you know, like all of that just felt like it happened. And then it's funny, there was a, there was a decision. I, I really didn't want to pay more, but I also didn't want to lose it. So we kind of said, okay, well, we're going to go back with this counter offer. And anyway, but that didn't feel right either. And so my husband leaves my office and I had calls to get on and he's like, okay, you take care of that. We're, this is what we're going to counter done. For him, it was done. It was off his mind. But rather than rather than do it when I kind of quote unquote should have because it was coming up on four o'clock and I had some calls to get on, I just couldn't. I'm like, I just, I can't send that email yet. So I just sat on a little bit longer and I did my calls and I did what I had to do. And then I went downstairs and I was like, I didn't send the email. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, okay. Like, I just, I don't know. It just didn't feel right. And so we ended up just accepting their counter offer, which was the, you know, slightly higher, but I, and I still can't explain it. And I don't know what'll happen. We're, we're under contract and we'll see what happens on this house. Um, because there's a lot of other questions, but I don't know. It's just the coolest thing to kind of just watch what wants to happen. And even when a decision was quote unquote made, it wasn't made for me and nothing. I could not get myself to send the email until I could, until it happened. So being in awe of that process, watching that happen, not knowing where we're going. We didn't know. We could have walked away. All kinds of things could have happened. We didn't know where we were going. But I knew anyway. I can't speak for him. But I knew how to get there. I see what happens. I watch when, when send gets hit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like, when, how, what, where. But I know how to listen and that it's, you know, that it's going to happen. So I hope you hear something in this. I love this topic. It's a weird thing to talk about because it's subtle, but it's also not really subtle at all. And I think it's common sense and it is common sense and we all know this and we we operate by this already. We just don't know that we're operating by it. So I hope these examples and, and this conversation opens something up for you in that. Um, and you can check out the book if you're interested. It's only like, it's a pretty short book, a fun read, The Lion Tracker's Guide to Life. Um, yeah. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next week. With Student Access Plus, you get a very large library of amazing digital courses, discounts on the Little School of Big Change and other larger courses, and a live monthly coaching call, all for one very low annual or monthly price. 
just go to dramiejohnson.com slash student dash access dash plus to learn more and to sign up.